tired. So tired. Overtired. You're listening to Overtired. I'm Christina Warren, joined as always by Brett Chirpstra and Jeff. Uh, fuck. Now I can't. Yeah. I can, no. Severn, ca- <laughs> Severn Gunsel. Severn no Gunsel. No edit. No edit. No edit. <laughs> it's all Severn's right. Gunsel, right? Did I, did I fuck that it up? That is correct. Severn's yes. Gunsel. Yes. Yes. Okay. Fuck. I'm the worst. Um. It's uh, we're well. We're okay. We're we're back after after like three weeks apart. Yeah. The trio is back together. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, everybody. Oh, you're not going to retake that? We're just going to roll with that? Yeah. We're here with Jeff Fuck. I love that. Jeff Fuck. All right. Jeff Fuck. That's my right. punk rock name from How, how do you want me to list on. you in the show notes? Hmm? Jeff, oh, Jeff F. Um, uh, asterisk, asterisk, I guess. Because yeah. we need it for the SEO purposes. Like, I'm a big fan of putting fucking headlines and, and, and putting fucking other things, but I also know that it can, like, hurt your SEO chances. So I uh, yeah. I was talking with our like, – so, like, all the podcasters on Backbeat Media, not all of them, a, a, a few of them get together once in a while and we talk about how to improve podcasts. And I brought up the fact that – uh, shows like Some More News with Cody Johnson do extremely sarcastic ad reads um, that that are actually worth watching. Like they're they're very funny to me. And and I asked if we could get away with writing some more comedic ad reads, and and they were down. They're like, yeah, if your show says fuck all the time, and then you don't say fuck in the ad reads, it feels like a real separation. Uh, from reality and and most sponsors are okay with it so i would have to present copy for approval and i don't know if you've ever tried to write comedy in a vacuum like by yourself but you really you need you need at least one other person to bounce ideas off of uh so if you guys weren't up for it i was going to see if i could uh hire my co-workers victor and aaron who are very funny people. Um, hire them to be my little writer's room, and we could come up with some say, are you, amazing ads. Are you ads. suggesting an overtired writer's room? Because I am. That's its own yeah. No, so, so, so the real question is like, like, does this come out of your cut of the pay, yeah. or does yeah. this? Okay. This would be this would be me. This would be me. This would be my own interest and funnier. I, mean, ad I don't reads. care. I mean, I don't care. I'm just, I'm just saying. Like, I've tried to punch up our ad reads a little bit here and there. But uh, but it is it's hard to be funny. I'm just not that funny on my own. <laughs> so how how how's your mental health, Jeff? Oh, it's I'm doing good. I just spent a week uh, up north in northern Minnesota um, on the shores of Lake Superior with my family. Oh, all the we, way north. All right. Yeah. I was, yeah. I, was, I was gonna say like northern Minnesota. Isn't that just Canada? <laughs> yeah, it's basically Canada. It, it's like we go to the colder place for spring break every year. Um, it's just a we have this lovely spot that's much cheaper because it's not vacation s- season, and it has all these windows that look out on the lake, and you can sit in these chairs, and actually all you see is water, and um and and it's just lovely. And we 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 cut internet and phones and like computers and laptops and everything to the extent that we can, which I'm the only one that sometimes dips back in. Well, besides my teenagers probably sneak back in, but, um, yeah, I was going to say, I was going to say like, how, how, how does the family feel about that? Like, cause that could be, yeah, no, I mean, so I, this was the first year actually, so my kids are, um, 
are both teenagers. And this was the first year where it felt like, yeah, maybe at least for one of them, like you just need some time to just chill on your phone. Like I get it. Um, but until this time, and that was just because it was bad weather the whole time. By bad weather, I mean cold and cloudy and rainy and snowy, not just yeah. cold. Um, but actually, so anyway, for me, like I've done that. This is our sixth year doing that. Um, and it's not like a big, like, you know, it's not like let's get away from the evils of technology. It's just like, what happens if our main input is the sound of waves 24 hours a day for a week? Right. <laughs> so what does and, happen? Is and that, for me, is that good oh, for, you? for me, I just relax. Like I love, so I do not feel like I have to do anything when there are loud waves. Cause I feel like somehow the waves are living for me. Like they're like, we'll do the work over here. We're doing the hard work, all the tumultuous stuff that's normally going on in your head. That's us now. You just relax. And so I just really let go. And it's I find it extremely easy to um to relax. And I'm always like a, really happy to get back on my phone. It's like a really big white noise machine. It is. It's a perfect in fact, my first night there this week. I woke up in the middle of the night and I'm like, shit, that I left the white noise machine on so loud. And some people some people pay a lot of money for that. Yeah, I know. So we, anyway, we spent a lot of technology replicating your your wave machine. I know. And uh so yeah, I like I like the water. I have a I have a personal relationship to that lake that goes back to my childhood and so I've thrown a lot of my problems into that water. And, not uh, like not like a childhood drowning there. experience. No, nothing like that. You can't get in that water. It's too goddamn cold all the time. <laughs> I have a friend who has an a relative who owns like a resort up in Duluth. Mm-hmm. And uh and he's allowed to go up there and just take a cabin anytime in the winter. So a couple years ago, we went up there in January, and the High temperature was negative 20 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> and and I was like, fine, we're in a, a cabin with a fireplace and we have internet and I'm just going to, we're just going to hack for the weekend. Uh, but he was going out like cross country skiing and it was like <laughs> negative 50 wind chill. I know. Man. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I'll be back in 30 minutes. And I got worried. Like yeah. 30 minutes later, I'm like, he's probably an icicle somewhere out there and i'll never find him like the waves were coming in off of the lake and they were just freezing in like mid yeah 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 yeah. and there's this huge like pile of just ice around the around the lake it was oh my god i was surprised it wasn't frozen all the way across but apparently huge bodies of water don't do that huh not that one at least i live in i live in southern minnesota which is land of lakes and we have a lot of a lot of very small bodies of water that do completely freeze over. And all winter, there are pickup trucks out on the lake ice oh, fishing. Yeah, yeah. that's I, crazy I, yeah. to me. Yeah. I was gonna say like like what what what's that movie? Uh, oh, Frozen River. Um, uh, the the ups- the. Do you guys know the movie I'm talking no. about? No. Okay, so this was. I mean, it's actually kind of a sad uh, film, but it's good. It, it was a uh, Melissa Leo. Um, I'm uh, pretty sure you know, she didn't win Best Ask- Actress for it. She um, got uh, Best Supporting Actress for The Fighter, but she was nominated for it. It's um, upstate New York, and it's like a woman who is basically driving people across a frozen river um, uh, between like Canada and the United States. She's she's kind of 
doing human trafficking a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, is, that, is there such a thing as a little bit of human trafficking? I guess there is. <laughs> One or two people. Just yeah. Well, I mean, well, well, I, like again, like I, I don't want to get into the, I, I don't yeah, want to like, yeah, yeah. spoil like a movie, and it's a different, it's a completely different thing because it is actually kind of a, a sad film, but it's a good film. But makes me think of that because the whole idea is that you know she's having to make these these trips a- across, but you know you can only go you know during certain times of the year because it's it's a frozen river. Whereas yeah. you know if it's like just a little bit like like this time of year, you wouldn't be able to do it because it'd be like thawed. You know, if you thawed yeah. enough that if you're driving over it like you know the car could you, fall you would be driving under it exactly so christina yeah. how's your mental health it's pretty good it's pretty good um so uh, in disclosure to listeners uh we actually recorded our previous week's episode like two days or uh, yeah. like two days ago so some of this will be kind of a rehash uh for for brett but um i started a new job since we recorded last Awesome. Uh, to, as 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 a trio, which is which is great, and I'm still getting used to everything. Like I still am finishing like some onboarding tasks, and I'm still like figuring out what the workflow is and and how to work with people. And and my mental health, I have to say, I think it's better because I'm in this new job that I'm really excited about. And I really love the team, and um, I'm really excited about all that stuff. So that's like giving me like an endorphin boost. Mm. But then there is. I was talking about this with a friend of mine onboarding remote, even if it's like a fully remote company is tough. It's just, it's one of those things that um, there are still some tasks. I think that, that when you start a new job, even if, if you're doing it like fully remote and I've done fully remote jobs before where I've onboarded, like when I started at Mashable, we were all remote, but there's just a sense, I think um, when especially at like a bigger company because you know Mashable there were nine people so it's a little bit different than when you're you know at a company that has I think I think it have like 2500 people right now or something um it, it's um a little bit uh just like they've done a good job adapting the onboarding process to virtual you know they've had two years to do it but there's still something to be said I think about like being able to be around people in person if you can or other new people. Um, so it's just been one of those, those processes where, you know, like I'm, I'm super excited. My mental health is in a good place, but I'm also kind of overwhelmed and trying to kind of figure out, okay, what are all the social structures? What are the different norms? Like what's, what's the way that everybody, you know, acts and interacts? Like what are all the cold Slack channels and all that stuff? Um, I, I will say, and I was very, very proud of this because I had been, I'd had access to Slack for I don't know, like like fifteen minutes, and I, before I was added to the Taylor Swift Slack, so by by, by someone who I didn't even really, I, I I might know them from Twitter, but it wasn't one of those things where like I was yeah. even like close with them or anything, and and somebody just immediately added me to the Taylor Swift Slack, and I was like, okay, my brand is strong enough that I can start a brand new job, and people immediately will just add me to the Taylor Swift Slack, and I was like. Okay, I, I feel like I'm home. You That's know, awesome. does That's anyone awesome. does anyone at GitHub listen to Overtired? I don't know. That was the weirdest thing. Starting at Oracle was like having people contact me to say that they were overtired or systematic, even listeners, and yeah, like my reputation preceded me. But Oracle is also, you know, a hundred thousand people. So out of that, there's got to be somebody. Who listens to your podcast? Right. Yeah, I have I have no idea. I know when I started at Microsoft, I got a number of people who 
heard me or who knew me from this week in tech who reached out. Sure. And yeah. and I even met people like for lunch and stuff, which was really nice. I met a number of people like in person on campus, um, you know, be- because they knew me from from that. And and I was like, I need to know people, and and that was really helpful. And I've received a number of emails over the years and, and like Slack messages or I guess Teams messages from people when I've been on this week in tech for uh, you know um, as a Microsoft employee. I haven't heard from anybody from GitHub yet about that and i have a feeling there are probably some people who listen but i doubt that it's it, it's like that demographic i feel like is probably more aligned to like the the hundred thousand like microsoft person thing so i don't know i'm sure that there there must be a couple but i i, I don't know to that Wherever end i are, happen to see you i have been thinking about making this podcast nerdier i feel like i really enjoy talking about tv and movies and music but this graptitude list has, like, it's reminded me that there's a whole segment of people like Jeff who tune into podcasts to find out about new apps and find out, like, new nerd stuff. Yeah. I think there's a place for that. I 100% agree. I mean, that was kind of always the genesis of, of the show, which is why Jeff is so great um, to be part of it with us, oh. because it was always you and I talking about nerd shit, but also getting distracted by our pop culture like i don't even think the pop culture thing was originally part of it like i think yeah that just, it, it I was think that not became... when we first pitched it to dan it was not yet a taylor swift podcast right it wasn't <laughs> that's it's so funny to think about it was not yet a taylor swift podcast <laughs> it wasn't even um, the miley cyrus podcast yet. no i was gonna say that's a great segue um <laughs> wait so we didn't do my mental health what about yeah, I'm, me i'm oh, so Brett. sorry i'm so sorry well, Brett. what about, now, let's, what about well, let's my ask, needs you guys are like some... sponges and you just take and you yeah, take. No, this is what I, i'm take. sorry i'm sorry we all How know about... this is the brett show in the context, <laughs> in the context of being passed over how's your mental health and apologies friend so so I've been depressed and and I can tell right now my depression is showing up in the form of like I don't like I hit a, a limit with doing work stuff and I don't feel like watching TV and I don't feel like eating and I don't feel I don't even feel like jerking off like I just feel like doing nothing. And that and that feels bad. It's not like I can take pleasure in doing nothing. It feels like I should be doing something, but I can't. And I just end up staring at walls. And that is, it's horrible. I hate it. Mm. Uh, and this is happening without a manic episode preceding it. So I didn't mm. even get the fun of like a five-day binge without yeah. sleep. <sighs> it sucks. It sucks. And part of what happened to make it worse like it was already happening when you you know that trip to spain that yeah. oracle was gonna send yeah, me on yeah yeah yeah. and and i hadn't told anyone it was for sure but i had definitely been talking about like here's a thing that might happen to me and it's so cool it's the first time i've traveled outside of north america and etc etc and then unceremoniously and without actually telling me I got cut from the trip and I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to air a bunch of work laundry on this show, but it, it did not sit well with me. Uh, a being cut from a trip and B the lack of communication around it. Uh, it, it was very, it was demoralizing. I, I was demoralized, which did not help my depression. Uh, so, so it's, it's been a week. 
you know. Yeah, I'm really sorry to hear that. I'm sorry about a about the depression and the because I know what that feels like, and I've I've had that. It's so weird, like you describe. I'm like that is been such a consistent part of my life for the last <laughs> however long, which is a problem. And honestly, I'm like, okay, this is a good reminder for me. Like, this is not normal. But, but, but for you, like I, I have, I just, I'm, I, I have as much like empathy because like you said, like you didn't have the, the kickoff. Like you usually you have the, I guess, reminder that it's going to be happening right. because you have the, the manic episode and yeah. you get the fun of that, right? You're like, yeah. yeah, I get, I get to be, you know, cause I've never been manic, but I have to imagine that for the way you describe it, um, and, and the other manic people, like bipolar people I've had in my life, um, I have to imagine it's kind of like being high. Yeah. Okay. It's like being high for days on end. Right. So, you know, there's a certain like. Not like being somebody, stoned, but like right. being high on like cocaine that's what i mean that's what yeah. i mean like like you have that type of, of like upper type of thing and that's um obviously not a good thing to happen all the time and and it can uh have like big problems but i would imagine like okay this is one of those things you're like all right i at least have that aspect of it to kind of prepare me for the fall. yeah like the depression in that case feels like you're paying the price for something good and it just <laughs> feels like par for the course yeah. Um, it's a tax. But, yeah, without that, it just feels like a penalty for existing. Well, and that yeah. trip, too, like, it's not just like um, a business trip to Chicago was canceled. Like, exactly. You gather yourself up in a whole different way and I way earlier. Out. I got a passport kind of and paid for expedi- expedited That's delivery right. on a passport. Mm-hmm. That's right. But, hey, at least now I have a passport. So No, you... And unlimited vacation time, so maybe I'll just send myself to fucking Spain. I mean, honestly, um, you should, and and I also I'm sorry that that happened. I mean, like in in corporate minutia stuff, budgets change, and and people make various decisions. But from what you've told us, like I think I think the most egregious part, at least to me, like the the thing that I'm angriest about on your behalf is that no one even had the courtesy of telling you that you had to find out, you know, kind of secondhand. Yeah. So. When sitting in a dark room, you know what really helps? What's that? Good window treatments. <gasps> oh, something to let the light in? You like let, that? Let, 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 let the light in through the darkness? I like that. Who doesn't love to live well? Even when you're depressed, to be perfectly at ease in comfort and style. Hunter Douglas can help you do just that with their innovative window shade designs, gorgeous fabrics, and control systems so advanced they can be scheduled to automatically adjust to their optimal position throughout the day. Perhaps it's the way the shades diffuse harsh sunlight to cast a beautiful glow across the room, or being able to enjoy the view outside the window while protecting your privacy inside. Maybe... It's the superior insulation that the shades provide, keeping you warmer in winter, cooler in summer, and lowering utility bills. Or is it simply that Goldilocks moment when you walk into a room and everything about it just looks and feels right, even when you don't? When you tap into Hunter Douglas's PowerView technology, your shades can be set to automatically reposition for the perfect balance of light, privacy, and insulation morning, noon, and night. So... Live beautifully with Hunter Douglas, enjoying greater convenience, enhanced style, and increased comfort in your home throughout the day. 
Visit HunterDouglas.com slash Overtired today for your free Style Get Smarter design guide with fresh takes, creative ideas, and smart solutions for dressing your windows. That's HunterDouglas.com slash Overtired for your free design guide. Fantastic. Man. Okay. Nailed nailed that segue. Let's go back to that previous segue, though. Yeah, I was going to say, can we talk about Miley Cyrus? Yeah. Let's. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I sent um, uh, last night uh, before we recorded, I sent Brett and Jeff um, some homework because I was listening to like Miley Cyrus just came out with a a recent live album, um, uh, I guess from her last tour. And it included a mashup of um, We Can't Stop, which has always been one of my favorite Miley Cyrus songs, even when I was going through the number of years where I, I dismissed her as a musical icon. I always, always, always loved that song. Um, and it's in that, it's that interpolated with, um, uh, the Pixies where, where's my mind. And, um, I, I just like loved it. And, uh, we wound up, we were talking about some other stuff, but I have to like share a mea culpa. I was wrong about Miley Cyrus for a number of years. I dismissed her as like having real musical longevity and I have not had that opinion for probably four or five years, but, but I, I feel like I need to say publicly in front of God and the podcasting gods and everyone, like I need to be like, I was wrong. Like I wrote her off as just another kind of like Disney nepotism, whatever hire for a long time. And she is actually an incredible musician. She's an incredible artist. She's a great performer. She's fucking weird as hell and is very unique. And I, I thought it was a put on for years. I think this is why I was initially kind of turned it off by fe- her. It did feel like it in her like it did at the age of like nineteen twenty. Yep, she was a bit much. Like it who felt, isn't a, it who felt isn't a put, put on. on at nineteen? Yeah, no, <laughs> but, th- but you're right. You're right, Jeff. Like who who isn't a bit much? But at that time, it did feel fake and it was like oh you're just trying to like overcompensate for being hannah montana and you're you're trying too hard and i can't with you and and i'm like five years older than her so there's also like a weird thing with me where i'm just like oh you know this this girl she's she's trying too hard but but a i think it's genuine when i look back on i'm like i I actually think that you're exactly right like she was doing the try hard thing the same way any 19 year old does and b Girl has some pipes and and for the real. musical longevity is like is like for real for real. Like she's actually I think a force. I think you guys were saying okay, so the the song that auto played right after the where is my mind mashup was yep. um Wrecking Ball Wrecking and- Ball mixed with uh Nothing Compares Nothing. to You by Prince. Mm-hmm. Or Sinead, she, well, like performed by Sinead, but I was I was, I, I, I was going to say it's written by Prince, but it is everyone knows the Sinead O'Connor version. But period. man, I love the Prince version too. But anyway, Wrecking Ball was the song that turned my opinion of Miley Cyrus around. That song is amazing to me. Yeah, it is. I love it to death. And then nothing compares to you. Like when I was on tour with a punk rock band. Traveling across the country in a stolen U-Haul, I only had like three cassette tapes with me, and one of them was Sinead O'Connor with Nothing Compares to You. And I listened to that song so many times in the back of a smelly van with my head resting against a fucking kick drum. 
Like that Which part song. of the kick drum? Wait, two follow-up questions. Which part of the kick drum? <laughs> the big front side. Okay, and then secondly, single or the album? C- did I say single? No, I'm asking if it was a single. No, it was a it was an album. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, it was like the whole album. I forget which album that was though. Was it called Nothing Compares? No. Oh God, I should know this. Jesus, I should uh, too. Feel like I think it is, had this is it this had, should be osmosis knowledge. It had that <laughs> I am he, I am asleep on your grave or whatever. You can it definitely was a, picture it. It was yeah, I can see it too. It had her shaved head on the front of it. Yeah, yeah, because you could yeah. Uh, um, I, I I can even see it myself, and it's it. I was like a check small the child. show notes. It'll be oh, in the it's show called, notes. It's oh. I do not want what I haven't got. Yes, that's, that's the it. one. God, what a I great. do not want what I have not got. Um, yes, excellent totally album. But anyway, that, that sentiment. But great. Title. That song played next uh, in the Miley Cyrus playlist, and I like the the one you sent was amazing. That one was even better. And yeah. I think you guys said you hadn't seen her backyard performance series. I need to. There's a there's that series is named, and I can't remember the name of it. Uh, But she does like backyard performances on the lawn with, uh, with like music legends, especially country music legends. And um, you need to find those. And if I can, if I can track them down while, while we're talking, I will send you a link, but Uh, her voice, her voice and her musical taste, the people she chooses to pair up with has definitely grown since the Hannah Montana days. Well, and, and even from like the bangers days, because like I always I thought Wrecking Ball was a great song. And I thought that um, uh, we can't stop. I still think like that's like just such a, a, a banger um, a single, uh, pardon the pun. Ooh. But but uh, that was also when she was like doing like the the, you know, filleting the microphone like yeah. Uh, yeah. on the VMAs and doing all that stuff. And I was kind of like it was like two steps forward, like one step back. And so yeah. it was like. She, 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 this is really when she was kind of annoying me because, like, I never really cared about the Hannah Montana stuff. I was like, okay, obviously, you're, you're a teen, like, uh, you're a tween pop star because she's a teenager, but, but the audience for that music, unlike, um, a lot of like teen pop was actually younger than teenagers, right? Like, like teenagers weren't listening to Hannah Montana. Um, and people grudgingly would, would, would sing along to Party in the USA, but, but you wouldn't tell anyone that. Um, but, but like the other stuff, I was like, oh God, this is when the, the songs were decent, but I was like, you're just, you annoy the shit out of me and Dr. Luke is writing all your, your records. And this, I was wrong. This is where I was wrong. I was like, she has nothing to do with the musicality of any of this. Like, even if her voice was good or or whatever, I was just like, I, I don't, I don't buy any of this as being her. And now I'm like, no, I, she, as you said, the, the artist she works with, her her sensibilities. If you've ever seen any of her stuff on Howard Stern, um, I have he's not. had her perform a few times. She's really good. She did a really really good Metallica uh, cover recently. Oh, yeah, I did hear that. Yep. And and like and and you can tell like that it's not a put on. Like she genuinely has like reverence for some of these different musicians mm-hmm. and artists and stuff. And I'm a big fan. Like I have to say, I've like done a total 180. Like. I'm all in on Miley. I'll be I'll be honest. Like I know this is a Taylor Swift podcast, but in a competition in my personal taste, not not like total musicianship or oh, songwriting. Yeah, yeah, totally. Film, yeah. 
if, if well, it came down to yeah. what would I rather listen to in my car on the way home from the co-op or whatever, okay. I would pick Miley Cyrus. I really enjoy what she's done in the last five, ten years. Yeah, I and I and I and I can totally understand that. I think that um I think Miley is still kind of like a hits like I think they're different, right? Because I think Taylor's an album artist and, and yeah. Miley is still like a hits sense. artist. I can agree. But 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 I can also say like I can totally understand like if you're just wanting to listen to something in your car, like that's it. I will say her um her last album that she wrote, um that uh that she that's a lot of the songs on tour um, from and whatnot, which was uh, it, the one with Prisoner. Um, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Paper Heart, something hearts. Um, See, anyway, I, it's- I wouldn't know because I don't think of, like I listen to individual Miley songs. Like you said, if gonna I'm going to sit down, a- I'm going to listen to like folklore front to back because that's how it's meant to happen. Exactly. But exactly. Miley, I'm going to look up a video and I'm going to look up an individual song and I'm going to hear a track and it's going to yes. be fun and it's going to be entertaining. And I'm going to say, I love her deep breathy voice. That's great, yep. but I'm not going to sit down and I'm not going to buy a whole Miley Cyrus album. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I will say, and I totally agree with that. I will say though that, um, it, and it's still not, she's still absolutely like a, a, a singles artist and not an album artist, but, um, plastic hearts, which was her latest record, um, is really good. And, and has some, more introspective uh stuff um she she gets writing credits on it i have a feeling and and i'm I'm not saying this like to be imp- like it, this isn't in any way denigrating because plenty of people have different talents and whatnot but i have a feeling that her writing credits are more like this sort of thing where you get the credit because you're the artist and you're important enough and you want the writing credit than necessarily you were like the driving force behind writing the song mm. Yeah, I mean, did you know that when it comes to especially like in streaming services like Spotify, if you don't have writing credits, exactly, you don't get get paid, right? Right, which is why you see Selena Gomez, who is the only other good Disney artist. Um, and and but I think I I see her more as an actress more than a, a, but again, yeah, we're gonna talk about that in a second, yeah, but but (laughs) I, I was just gonna say, like. It's a, she's a similar thing, right? Where she gets writing credits, and you're like, mm, yeah. I don't know, and and maybe I'm wrong on, on on Miley on this, but she does have writing credits on every track on um um Plastic Hearts, um, and actually she's listed as lead writer, so maybe I'm wrong on that. But anyway, well, and, and either way, she's like, good she, in the tradition that her very unsatisfying father came from. Yes. Like what she is wonderful at is interpreting and like that yes. Pixies song that they go into that she goes into. I mean, for whatever reason, everyone covers that particular Pixies song. It's a great song. I don't mean for whatever really reason. I just mean that album is full of great songs. So yeah, I'm not sure is. why that it's one because Fight Club. It's because Fight Club. Oh, that's right. I forgot it was. The- okay. Anyway, she, <laughs> she does a beautiful job of that. You know, I had seen the backyard film of her doing um, Jolene. Yeah. I had seen that one too. Which yeah, is just. That's, that's the series what I, I'm talking about. So yeah. here's what I think is so special about that particular performance in video is that more than at any point in her post Hannah Montana career, you see Hannah Montana as she's mm-hmm. singing. And what I, how I kind of took in the bangers days was I was like, okay, this 
this is an annoying teenager rebelling against something that I can't even relate to. I don't even know how much power it would take to rebel against all that she had to swallow from age 11 to whatever as Hannah right. Montana, right? You're going totally. to, there's going to be an extinction burst, right? <laughs> right? Which is like sort of what that bangers period was. And I remember kind of looking at it almost like an older brother, like, hey, if you get through this, you're going to be pretty fucking cool. Yeah. But if you don't get through this, this is not going to be a good end to your story, right? And right. and so like when you what you sent last night, Christina with the her performance of Where's My Mind or like what's her own song and then she goes into Where's My Mind. I was just like she's so embodied in that performance and so mm-hmm. like kind of behind her eyes and and then you look at Jolene and you're like, "Hey, it kind of I mean, no one's story is over as we've learned from some of the sad recent stuff like Mark Lanigan and even Chris Cornell, people that like had their like peak so long ago but had their tragic death far later right right um like i i just think that this point in her story is a very sweet one to watch i love her weirdness i love her fucking voice and i love her as an interpreter of songs like it's great don't care if she wrote them or not no i agree i think she's an amazing artist like i i I was just trying to say like like i think she's like i actually feel like but what i was gonna say about that album and everything you said uh jeff was just like brilliant and i wish that i could have said it myself was (laughs) that was that she got more personal like yeah because she she wrote and her most recent album like she does write about her divorce and you know kind of like the ending of that relationship and stuff and that also takes things into a slightly different turn for her because you if you see people it's kind of like you know a, a media concoction and and to be clear like she was as a much of like i think you know i i had as much agency with that at least you know, from the bangers stuff onward as anyone else. Um, but when you have kind of like that perception of someone and then you're able to see, oh, there are, there are more like layers here um, too within the music. Like it, it's really interesting. Well, and when you were talking about her writing and trying to figure out like what, what it means, like, did she, I was very invested because I'm like, man, if she turns out, if it turns out that she can write a song, Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit. Like, talk about a survivor. I mean, like, because I, I just have to, I just have to assume in those Disney years, it's just one of those things, you know, without knowing, like, I, we have oh, no yeah. idea what that was for her and what it's like to grow up like that. If you can come out of that and also write some songs like, woo, good. Yeah. I celebrate you, Miley Cyrus. <laughs> and, and, and honestly, like. Billy Ray Cyrus is one of the worst things to ever come out of like, the one-hit wonder country boom, right? Like, but he gave us—he didn't give us Lil Nas X, but like, what comes? I know. Weirdly, you have Miley Cyrus and Lil Nas X, and then it like makes this fucked up triangle with it Billy does. Cyrus somewhere. It does. I want to be really clear. I did not mean to say he gave us Lil Nas X. No, Lil he did. X he did. He did. Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X <laughs> like, gave us Lil Nas X. I mean, I, technically, that 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 uh, it, it was it was Nicki Minaj uh, uh, fandom uh, and uh, and that that Trent Reznor. Um, uh, stem um oh but God. yes who gave us who gave us little nas x i mean but he gave us little nas x you're exactly right but Oof. but like but billy ray cyrus you know not great no one ever respected him no. i think everybody rightfully like looked at him you're like okay you're selling your child so you can have some relevancy which i think is absolutely what happened yeah but like they all came out of it pretty well also it seems yeah. kind of like their family 
they all like get high and like are kind of cool with each other. I'm kind of like, okay, you know what? Like, this is the redneck family that I would totally like. <laughs> I don't think point. I'd want. That's a good point. I don't think I'd want to like live with. I don't think I would like want to grow up that way. But like, I would right. totally love to go over to their house and like spend the weekends there and stuff. Totally. Plus, do you know that Dolly Parton is Miley Cyrus's uh, godmother? Yes. Yes. Which is I amazing. didn't know that. Which that means there amazing. are actual punishments for speaking against Miley Cyrus. <laughs> Cyrus, yeah, Cyrus. I was going to say that, that's why she, that, that's why she's allowed to cover Jolene because yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. My, 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 my godmother. I have I have heard some really good covers of Jolene. Jolene is oh, fucking amazing. Have you heard the song. one that's actually her forty five, but played at thirty three? No. It actually just sounds like a beautiful sort of indie rock folk boy song. Huh. Um, it's, I'll put it in the show notes. It's a remarkable listen. Like it doesn't, I, yeah. y- you forget instantly that you're listening to her singing, but slower. It just sounds beautiful. Do, do put that in the show notes. Um, yes. So it's time for another sponsor break. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is actually like one of the least offensive segues we've ever had because we're all, <laughs> we're all talking in good terms about something. Um, I was say, we're all happy about something. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, do you want to do a sponsor break? I I would love to do a sponsor break. You can choose whether you do Simply Safe or Text Expander. Well, no, that's not fair. I would always choose. Well, I can't say that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're they're all the paying us. Here's the thing. One is a thing that I would like to try, and the other is a thing that is as much a part of my life as this shitty tattoo heart on my wrist that I got when I was 22. Okay, well, then, then I think that's the one you got to talk about. All right, Wait, like you better. you got it, or you did it yourself? My well, my roommate who was uh, yeah doing not exactly stick and poke like he had basically <laughs> an actual tattoo gun, but he was also he just had some some problems with uh, his name was his name was Lips. We called him Lips, but. <laughs> It, it, we called him lips not because like he did actually he was a, a kid with big lips but like he he had the worst smelling feet and so we called him up <laughs> like apocalypse turned into lips and he did I, I see you out there lips and he did these kind of not great tattoos and I asked for I had my heart broken text expander and I asked for um, a black heart over my my pulse on my right wrist and uh, it was the most goth thing ever. I was going to say, this is the most emo shit I've ever oh, heard. Oh, it's awesome. And, and, and I still love it. It looks like a mole. Uh, you can't tell it's a tattoo, but I still love having it. It's my just, only tattoo. Just for the record, every one of my tattoos was done by a roommate. Was done by a roommate? Yeah, that's just I've how never, it, I've how never it, been to a happens. tattoo parlor. <laughs> and I have, I have a decent number of tattoos. I only that's have this. I, I gave, someone, like I gave someone a lot of practice with their tattoo gun. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they became very good at like tattooing because they were like well brett will just let me practice and you're like oh, i don't care totally. yeah exactly well it used to be it used to kind of mean something to have a tattoo like if if you if you encountered somebody who had tattoos like real like like a lot of tattoos or something right like that really told you something about them but now i i and i was always like oh man i'm just not as badass as you but now i'm just like oh i'm not as much of a sports fan as you are so i'm probably not going to get that many tattoos <laughs> i just feel like it doesn't tell us anything about the person that's fine because tattoos are great and it's a personal thing and that's not what text expander text expander is here to talk to us about 
no, 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 no. All right, text expander. Keep it consistent and accurate with text expander. In our fast-paced world, things change constantly. Don't you know it? Except tattoos, those don't change at all. And errors in messaging often have significant consequences, depending on your level of power. Uh, text expander lets you make new approved messaging available to every team member instantly with just a few keystrokes, ensuring your team remains consistent, current, and accurate. Get your message right every time. Expand content that corrects your spelling and keeps your language consistent with just a few keystrokes. Your team members will consistently know the right message for the right person at the right time without relying on memory or copy and paste. Overtired listeners get 20% off their first year. Visit textexpander.com slash podcast to learn more about Text Expander. I'm impressed you got the your team your team members will consistently know the right message because I also always read that as constantly uh which I oh. had to edit in that one before. Yeah, 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 nice yeah. Nice job. Nice job. Way Thank to you. way to read the script. It really feels like I think we've talked about this before, but every time I read a text expander script, it's very clear this shift they must have made in the last few years to from teams sort of mm-hmm. personal, yeah, personal productivity or personal whatever to teams. And like, I, um, I just, I, I think that's great. I can imagine using it that way, but I just love it as a personal user. I just, I think it's aspirational. I think, I think they see a market because there is a valid use case for text expander with a group of people like and they built this whole sharing system this whole easy way to sync your snippets um i i've never worked on a team that that has text expander but i could easily you know who okay so i'm gonna tell a quick story back when i worked for agile at the time it was agile bits um Mm -hmm. one password uh jamie had uh created a TextMate tool that would sync text uh, text expander snippets. This is before Text Expander had uh, easy snippet syncing and sharing. And he created a, a a tool that would generate text expander snippets from I think like a CSV file. And and for everyone who worked at Agile had to take their turn doing customer support. No matter what your role at Agile was, you <clears throat> you worked customer support, especially That's when smart. you were first starting. It's how they like got your feet wet, was you had to answer everyone's questions. And they had a series of text expander snippets that you could use to consistently and correctly answer people's questions. And uh and and that basically is exactly what text expander wants to be and they've built like an actual system that no longer requires textmate hacks to do it uh so yeah i get that i get that approach i um i every time i do that ad read i i remember that i intend to to use it in our team um (laughs) I think it's it's just on this side of power user, even as yes. even as incredibly user friendly as they've made it. Um, that's that's the one hindrance I think. So can I? Yeah, I, I go ahead. Sorry, no, I was going to say I think you're right. I think it's like that one level of power user, unless you were going into something where you're saying like, because I do feel like if you had a, a use case like for the team stuff where you're like, okay, this is how we're going to 
get things to work, everyone install and use this this program. You could teach people of of any level to do it, and yeah. they, they would just they would just they wouldn't even question. They would just be like, "Yep, yep. this is what it is." But you have to have like you have to have the power to enforce that everyone yes. you know use it as, as part of the process. All right. So, yeah. Whereas I. I, I hmm. Oh, can I say this? We're just so this is weird having video. I can like actually see your face when we talk over <laughs> each other and we're like covering our mouths. Uh, like go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. No, just to say that it kind of related to what you were saying, Christina, like the experience I have, because I'm never, I mean, like I manage some contractors and stuff, but I, I really do not position myself as a boss, if at all possible, because it's not my, it's not my ministry. Um, but that's the big issue, which is for me, when I push something like text expander, it's like everyone kind of sees me as the goofy computer guy, right? Like, Oh, another one of your crazy ass like schemes or whatever, you know? <laughs> and I get that. Right. Cause that where that comes from is they're like, I, it's almost like they're saying like, look, I don't have the time and interest to learn little sneaky things that make my life better. It's just not how people prioritize always. Right. But man, with text expander, just to close that out, like because we did turn this into a critique of the sponsor, which I think is very fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, I but think clearly, that's exactly what they were looking for. Yeah, exactly. What but clearly, we love them. I mean, for me, like the biggest sell when I have sold people on text expander is just like there are things that um, no longer happen to me because of text expander. There are there are you know there, there's certain words where I always drop a semicolon in for whatever reason. My finger doesn't go to the right place, right? Like the word don't for whatever reason is often D-O-N semicolon T, right? Never again, right? Like yeah. it's just incredible how that and like putting in dates and leave just little stuff, right? Like it's so incredibly just a part of my life. So I, I will end this very long, let's call it a very long sponsor read, but they didn't write our dialogue <laughs> by saying this is to me like one of the greatest tools I've ever had on a computer like it's just it's so simple and beautiful there it is so i'm gonna do one more sponsor read before we get into like i want to talk about tv before we get to our graptitude list um, sure. and it can be brief but i'm gonna get through our our last sponsor read i promise last one do you need me to do this one um do you want to i can Okay, rock and roll, Christina. You're you're on the uh, you're on the next ad read. All right. So, what do U.S. News, PC Magazine, and Popular Science have in common? Well, they've all ranked Simply Safe home security as the best home security of 2021. In fact, U.S. News just named Simply Safe the best home security of 2022 as well. And Simply Safe protects your whole home around the clock, every door, every window, and room. And it's backed by the best 24-7 professional monitoring in the business, ready to dispatch police, firefighters, or EMTs to your home. And with a comprehensive set of sensors and cameras, including the all-new wireless outdoor security camera, you always know what's going on inside and outside of your home. Simply Safe is less than a dollar a day, and you can set it up in around 30 minutes. And it's always simple to use. Simply Safe protects over a million homes in the United States alone, and yours should be one of them. There's never a long term contract. You can even try it for 60 days risk free to see if you like it. And if you don't, just send it back free of charge. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash overtired. That's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash overtired. 
Go today and claim a free indoor security camera plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. Go to simplysafe.com slash overtired. So can I segue Selena Gomez into something? Yes, please. Oh, I just watched the movie with Selena Gomez last night. Have you guys seen Only Murders in the Building? Yes! (laughs) I'm really enjoying, I'm only, I think I'm on episode four, but I am really enjoying that show. Yes. Okay. I, I I think that I might have. I thought that I mentioned it on a previous show. Um. But yes, only murders in the building is awesome. It's coming back for a second season in uh, June, I think. And uh, yeah, it's great. We'll see if they give it three seasons or not. But it is thus far very good. Have you seen it, Jeff? I okay. I watched the first two episodes, and it it had it was giving me like Wobegon vibes. Uh, and and I am been told by many friends that I did not go far enough and that no. I would really love it. I love everybody involved. I mean, no problem there. But I just well, had you got, a kind of... You got far enough to see that all the main characters have some kind of like, I won't call it ulterior motives, but there's... There's a lot of mystery. I to... don't think I did get far enough because yeah, I was only you gotta, two episodes. You got to go farther. You got to. I I love Selena Gomez. I just watched for the third time uh, the movie. Um, oh my god, it's a Jim Jarmusch zombie movie. Oh, uh, only the uh, only the, the dead. The, the, yeah, I know what you're talking uh, about. No, I gotta get. I can't believe I did this. It's even a Sturgill Simpson song. Was uh, she in that? The dead don't die. The dead. Yeah, don't die. the dead don't die. Yeah, yep. she has a she. I mean, she and every other actor <laughs> right. that has ever been in a Jim Jarmusch <laughs> movie is in the Iggy Pop is in there. Carol <laughs> right. Kane is in there. Yep. Like Tom Waits. Like Tom yep. Waits plays a character called Hermit Bob, and his first line is <laughs> "Up your hole with a wooden pole, Cliff." <laughs> Bill Murray and Adam Driver are buddy cops. It's ba- right. basically a very slow buddy cop movie yeah, starring Adam sure. Driver and Bill Murray. It's just like there's an amazing moment. I'll stop here, but there's an amazing moment where Adam Driver walks into the scene of a like zombie like killing, and he just goes, "Oh yuck!" <laughs> just to me, it was the funniest thing in the world. Anyway, that's all. I'll stop there. But she was in it. She has a great. She brings the sort of George Romero Night of the Living Dead references into the movie. The nice. other the other TV I'll mention before we get to our favorite apps is uh Life and Beth. Um Okay. It is absolutely worth watching. Uh Amy Schumer wrote and directed and stars in it and it is like You've seen Amy Schumer's comedy, like when she did whatever her show was called, the Amy Schumer show. The Amy Schumer show. Mm-hmm. Um, like she, she within the bounds of conventional comedy, she pushed some like feminist ideas and stuff, and and it was it was entertaining and and easy to watch. But this really, I think, dives into, um. Mo- modern life as a as a 30 something person and uh and I swear I don't know they haven't officially said it but I'm pretty sure her love interest is an autistic guy who lives on his own on a farm and it is it's fascinating like it is a very unlikely pairing it it's I'm loving it it's a great show Okay, I'm definitely going to watch because I've always liked I've always liked Amy Schumer, actually. And and I like the other actors who are in it. Um, It is interesting. 
and weird that Michael Sarah, that George Michael yeah, is now right? a dad. Like in real life, <laughs> like he's a dad and like that's just that's yep. weird. But I'm just like looking at the other cast list. I really like I like um um Laura uh, Benandi and um I, I like Michael Rappaport and um I like um some of the other people Wait, who are in this. I haven't seen this. Michael Rappaport in it yet. Is he in it? Uh, it, that's what this is. This is what Google is saying. I haven't oh, watched it yet, but cool. he's in the, he's in the cast list. Yeah, he's definitely. I saw him in the trailer. Nice, nice. That that's something to look forward to. I think I'm on episode four on that one as well. I started okay. watching it around the same time. I started watching uh, Only Murders in the Building. So, okay, great. So yeah, so Only Murders in the Building. Um, uh, Jeff, give it another shot, and I will. um, uh, and and Brett, you're gonna really like it. I think. Um, I made Grant watch it, and Grant was kind of like ambivalent at first. I think, frankly, because of the Selena Gomez thing, and I was like, no, she actually holds her own. I think as well as anybody could as being like the outsider to you know martin short and steve martin um <laughs> right. does totally. like like i actually was very impressed with her but then the 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 mystery and the stuff that opens up it's you know parody it's funny um it i'm very excited about the second season let's just put it that way i think it's awesome. episode three jeff where they really okay. start to like bear the mystery to really lay open like the second layer, second, third, fourth layers to yeah. the mystery. Um, okay, I'll get I'll get back in it. Yeah, I. But, by the way, TV wise, I finished Station Eleven over the last. I week. still oh haven't God. started it. I wow. I love so that good. book so much, and I really need to give that show a shot. Well, I want you to watch it so you can tell me how it is different from the book, and if I would Same. enjoy reading it. Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say so, if I because I, I love the the miniseries. I don't oh, know so if I've good. ever shared this with you guys, but I have ADHD, <laughs> and I huh. also have bipolar which mm. huh. the combination of adhd and frequent manic episodes over a couple of years really fucks with your memory yeah so i'll be honest i remember loving station 11 as a book yeah. i don't even remember what it was about i do not like i can watch like i'm ready to start watching say parks and rec again because i've already forgotten what happens? Like, oh, it's- I started. I started a Mission Impossible movie last night because my back hurt and I needed to lay on my <laughs> stomach. And I <laughs> and I was like, I'm pretty sure I've already seen this, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I will. I will not be able to tell you where the show differentiates from the book because it will all be like, oh, this seems vaguely familiar to me. Well, it is. A, it is for me. It it goes on a list of perfect television shows. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. It, it's it's incredible. Um, it was one of those. Uh, it, I was kind of skeptical because of the um, like the subject matter. Like even though they'd started it before the pandemic, like yeah. it it felt like one of those things. I was like, can I really watch one of one of these things again? But it was really incredible. And and I was also kind of skeptical because literally everyone on the internet was talking about how it was the best thing ever. Yeah. Um, after like the first two episodes, then I was like, I don't know about that. And then I watched, and I was like, oh, no, this is actually, I agree with you. It's like perfect television. How much and time have, do you guys have? The casting is incredible. I got, I got time. Do you? Jeff, how much time do you have? I can go to like 140 at the latest. What time? It's 120. Okay. So I want to get to our gratitude list, but I just realized that we have two topics from Jeff yes. on the list that we haven't touched. Mm. Jeff, do you want to, do you want to get to those? Nah. I put in the text, I said, we could just leave, you were during the last ad read, I was like, let's just leave those for another show. Cause it feels like we're headed towards graptitude. 
All right. I mean, if you want to do one, I'm happy to pick one, but I'm not feeling it. Yeah, I mean, if you're not feeling it, then we can can hold it over, but... But w- let's make sure that we get them at the top of. Are, of next are you weeks. not internationally yeah. traveling in the next week? No, no, I'm not. I don't travel until the end of May. All right. Okay. We'll get this. Spain. Okay. Sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. And and um, I haven't traveled internationally in two years, but I will still share my my travel tips. Because yeah. My 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 big my big topic is just for anybody who wants to think about it <laughs> between one week and the next two out there is those two GitHub listeners is, um, <laughs> is, <laughs> you know, we always talk about preparing for travel and, and hacks for when we're traveling, but I, I find the hardest part of travel after years of traveling a ton, the coming back and, mm-hmm. and yeah, when your family doesn't I'm, remember you anymore and you have everything to like about re-integrate. it, getting back to work, getting back to your family, being home, not being <laughs> in that kind of free flow of like, yeah, let's go to dinner. Why not? You know, like just yep. not being yeah. on conference time. Yeah, yeah. totally. So, all right. Anyway, are you ready? Landing. Four. Oh, it's craptitude time. <laughs> so we're, we're you know we're, I have we're, a snare drum if you ever want to do that live. We're <laughs> recording this week using a new system called Riverside FM, and and it, it is the first time we've ever like kept video on while recording so we're seeing each other's faces and <laughs> and we get to we get to see each other react and we also have a soundboard built into the system and can only you see it <laughs> no if you go into the sidebar under media <laughs> jesus christ uh, um okay, which I, you know like i built a whole soundboard with my stream deck but but this is like now I know it's working because it's part of the system and and I can I can make a you know a joke and then every time. So you guys, if you don't have access to the soundboard, I'll make sure you get access to the soundboard. But anyway, that brings us to Graptitude, which we have never renamed. And we hit the G hard, so you know it's not, you know, craptitude. This is craptitude. This is graptitude. Graptitude. So let's talk about graps. Um, who wants to go first? I don't care. I'll go if you want. Yeah, yeah. go. Go. All right. All right. My mine is um, is the app Zotero. Which is oh, yeah, yeah, just a wonderful. It's a free tool for collecting your research in order to be able to cite it, to be able to organize it. And now they have Zotero six has come out, and they actually added a PDF reader like on board, which means that you don't have to kind of. It used to be a place to organize all your PDFs, but like you'd go out to some other app to edit them, which isn't a big deal. But it's actually extremely nice to just stay in the app and kind of move your research paper into your view. Um, anyway, I'm not. Uh, I'll do a better job of selling. <laughs> Can I edit? Can I just start this over? Because that did not no, sound sure. fun. This is. Do you a, like this PDFs? Fuck it. We're doing it. Live. All right. Good. Then I'll just start it over. Do you like PDFs as much as I do? <laughs> Um, okay, so I do, as part of my work, I do um, qualitative research, which is, a, a, like, simply put, like, it's a lot of interviewing people, basically, um, and then analyzing the transcripts of the interviews. But I also 
because I'm researching topics, I also like to kind of learn what has been published about those topics. I am not myself an academic, but I, I do a lot of academic reading and Zotero exists for that. So anybody who's in a grad program doing any kind of research is using Zotero. If you go on LinkedIn, you'll find, if you search Zotero, you don't even really necessarily get the people that work at Zotero. You just get everyone who lists Zotero as a skill, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is super interesting. Um, and and it's just a, a fantastic free tool that so for me like because I didn't even finish high school and didn't go to college but I I work I I'm a member owner of a research and evaluation collaborative and and we do evaluation and research at kind of high levels and a lot of the people that I work with are PhDs and I am a not even a GED <laughs> and uh, and so I have a, a special kind of appreciation for tools that make academic work accessible um, and especially in the world of academia not only is there the problem of textbooks being so incredibly expensive it turns out it doesn't matter if they're paper or on your Kindle or whatever, right? Like it's mm-hmm. always just super prohibitive, prohibitive, um, but also these software, like the software I use to do qualitative analysis, which is called Max QDA, which is fantastic software, super expensive. So I want to just throw out my appreciation to the developers behind Zotero, because this is a tool that's made me feel like I can do meaningful academic ish work without having to go through this sort of insult of being like, Oh, right. I don't even know what half this stuff means that they're talking about, or I can't spend $500 to use this thing. And they have allowed me to be like a a much sharper researcher. Um, So anyway, and they just released uh, Zotero six, which as I said, at the very, very thrilling beginning um, has a has an onboard PDF reader, which unless you're a user of Zotero, it doesn't necessarily sound that special. Um, I will put into the show notes the credits uh, on their website showing the developers. I will say that looking over this, it is um, it very much appears as if this is a if this is a man heavy. Um, team of people making this. And I don't ever want to recommend software without also just noting who's making it. And in this case, I'm not to take away from any of these people's work because they've done a fantastic job. It doesn't appear looking at this, like they're bringing a lot of diversity in, in terms of like gender. Now I don't know people's gender identity, don't know any of that stuff, but I'm just saying it doesn't appear. If I'm wrong, it's not a sponsor read. If I'm wrong, <laughs> I will correct myself thoroughly next week. Um, but having scanned some of these people's LinkedIn pages and stuff. Anyway, all the same, thank you to all of you. And uh, and I love this tool. That's it. That's my graptitude. I wrote an integration for Zotero and Evernote back when they were both new things. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't even remember what year that was, but it was back in an era where diversity was not a concern. Not like a concern for the middle for ages you as you I, experienced things. late yeah. bronze age, maybe. It's been a while. Well, they also, I should say that, I mean, one thing when we're talking about apps, I feel like I think about this a lot as we're, as I'm thinking about my gratitude stuff is like, what am I thanking? Who am I thanking? And Zotero is also another one of those apps that just has a huge user community Mm -hmm. that creates all sorts of plugins. And so also just huge props to, 
to that community. I really love it when there's the combination of an app that seems basically responsive uh, and, and, it, and is caring about the app and then a huge user community as opposed to an app that's like, oh, well, it seems like everyone's writing plugins out there, so we can just kind of sit over here and barely do anything. Sure. Anyway, sorry, that's me. All right, Christina, what's your what's your gratitude for the apps this week? Okay, so I was having to do just some kind of image editing stuff, and I was actually having to deal with with some vector graphics. And and usually, you know, this is when um, like my my fallback is just to use Illustrator because I know that pretty well. But Illustrator was they were doing some sort of update. I don't know if things were being slow. I wasn't super thrilled with it, and so I remembered that I have the Affinity tools, Affinity Designer, and Affinity uh-huh. Photo, uh-huh. and I just wanted to give my shout out like to, to the Serif team uh, from from you know who, who make. Uh, the affinity tools because those are just some fantastic apps that I kind of feel a little bit guilty that I've paid as little as I've paid for them. Like, like 50 over bucks the years. A piece. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And then I've been getting updates for years and um, I have the, I have them on iOS. I have them on uh, Mac and I have actually, um, I, I think even like the, the iOS and the Mac OS things, I think it might've even been like a, a shared purchase. I'm not sure. And if it wasn't, I got a good enough deal on it that it wasn't a big deal. But um, I also bought the the Windows versions at one point because they had they have Windows versions? I didn't know that. They do. Hmm. They do, which is nice because at that point when, when I, um, and, and this will be less in the future, but when I have had to use Windows for various work-related reasons, it's been frustrating if my only options were to install the whole Adobe Suite or to use uh, Paint.net. Paint.net is another app, actually, even though it's a Windows app that I would like to give a shout out to because the the um, uh, Rick, the creator, um, is a, a great guy. Um, and um, it is, I think, it's a free open source um, uh, painting um, tool for, for Windows that is freaking great. Isn't anyway, that called MS Paint? Uh, but this is more powerful. This is like Acorn. <laughs> I should hope like, so. Like, yeah, no, no, no. no. The, the, the coolant of this, it's written in .NET, which is hence the name, but but it's actually, it's much more similar to Acorn um, uh, uh, for, for, for Mac users. Another great the, app. Another great app. So, so yeah, so I'm just going to go all in on kind of imaging tools, paint.net, <laughs> uh, the Serif apps, and Acorn. Um, uh, let's throw Pixelmator in there too. Honestly, <laughs> let's just let's just get all of the Adobe competitors. You're not uh, you're not saving anything for next week. We're just going. All no, I mean, well, we we can we, we we can talk we can talk more about them individually. But no, but I wanted to just give the Serif apps uh, yeah. a shout out because I've I've spent so little amount of money respectively and gotten so much value out of them. And again, like they're more performance than the Adobe apps. Um, the Adobe apps can do more things and you have different plugins and stuff. And and, and I, I totally see the value. But I think that for like 95% of people, for the stuff that they would typically use uh, if, you know, like a pirated copy of Photoshop or like a Photoshop Elements or something with, um, I feel like Affinity Designer and Affinity Photo are are great. I, I haven't used the publishing tool, Affinity Publisher, because I'll be honest, I don't design anything in I, print, so there's no. I have. To I can it. say it's just as good as as Photo and Designer. Awesome. Can I jump in before you go, uh, Brett? Before you do yours, um, first of all, just shout out to Microsoft Paint. Uh, <laughs> I, wa- I want to say that I really want to do a, an, an episode of Graptitude where we answer as if it were like 1997. <laughs> oh, that's a good um, idea. I love but that. I also want to say, do you know? Do you know which famous musician 
sells art that he created almost exclusively for a period, at least, in Microsoft Paint. It's got to be Keith Richards. It's Ringo Starr. Uh, if you go and look at, I put a link in there. And other that thing about so Microsoft Paint. Another shout out really to Microsoft does. Paint. <laughs> oh my god! Out, another shout out to Microsoft Paint because come on, huge it. shout out to Microsoft Paint. <laughs> I know this is when, really good too. When we first got uh, Microsoft Paint in my house, I had I never did drugs as a kid or even as a in, in my twenties just ever actually except a little bit of like gummies in the last couple of years. But we won't get into that. Um, but I had friends who would who would take LSD and then ask me to make all sorts of shapes in Microsoft Paint. So I just had to sit <laughs> at my desk with my mouse being like, look, I can make this circle go like this, you know? Uh, so anyway, Microsoft Paint, tons of gratitude. Uh, Ringo Starr, uh, way, to, way to make bank off of Microsoft Paint. I mean, no one else figured that out. That's impressive. I will say <laughs> that as someone who for years used Photoshop and Illustrator professionally, and in design professionally, uh-huh. um, mm-hmm. the Affinity apps are absolutely replacement for those Adobe uh, apps. And I'm sure I'm sure know. you can find like cracks in the facade where you know I don't know what Creative Studio costs for subscription these days, but I used to pay six hundred dollars a year to upgrade Photoshop, and yeah. And yeah. it's like 50 it's like 50 bucks a month yeah. 50, 55 50 a, month. a month affinity photo does everything i need it to do even as someone with experience with the 600 version of photoshop and for mm-hmm. 50 bucks it is it is a steal and it is extremely powerful and i i love affinity i love serif's app so much awesome my pick for this week is iThoughts X, uh, which I don't believe, unlike the Mac OS uh, nomenclature, it is iThoughts X, not iThoughts 10. Um, it's also available for iPad as iThoughts. But anyway, I'm a mind mapper. I don't deal well with outlines. I don't deal well with large blocks of text, but I think in what what Tony Buzan referred to as radiant thinking, where you have like a central idea and then nodes that come off of it and mind maps just work the exact same way my brain does. And from the second I dis- discovered them like 20 years ago, that's that's been the way that I brainstorm. It's been the way that I organize. It's been the way that I take notes. It's been everything to me. And I originally got really into MindJet My Manager, uh, which is a very expensive, large commercial co- corporation app. Uh, and when that got cost prohibitive, I moved on to smaller Macintosh Mac Mac apps. And uh, <laughs> I thought X is the one that really hit all the buttons for me. Uh, like, I love my node. I love... There was one called... There was one from Literature and Latte that was mm-hmm. more of like a concept mapping tool. Gra- grapple? Or... I forget. But... Didn't that kind of work with their, like, bulletin board feature? Kind of, yeah. 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 And... But I thought X really... It has, like, all kinds of keyword filtering and attachments to nodes and... I have it hooked up so I can use it along with Mark, my own application, to write 
entire long posts and long documents using a mind map and and like add markdown inside the notes for each node and and I can just sh- shuffle the nodes around in a mind map and modify the output document and that is absolutely the way I prefer to work. Um, I will, as a side note, mention MindMeister. Uh, when I when I want to collaborate with someone else and Named I want to Jeff do it Fuck. in the form of a mind map, MindMeister is like the ultimate way to have a collaborative mind map that you can actually see other people's like uh, position and and notes they add and notes they add and you can see it happen in real time. And I've actually worked with Jeff in a MindMeister mind map. Uh, recently actually and and it is it's worked really well so shout out to mindmeister as well yeah it's fun uh one quick uh follow-up which is kaleidoscope which christina you had mentioned a bit ago i i did the trial i will admit i have not paid for it yet because i'm not sure that it makes sense for me too but man i love it i had so much fun playing around with it it's so elegant it's so beautiful it's so intuitive. I was so thank you for pointing me in that direction. Yay. <laughs> User testimonial. All User right. Testimonial. Well, all right. That brings us right, right up to Jeff's hard out time. So uh <laughs> thanks. Thanks, you guys. That was that was I'm gonna call that a good episode. That was nice. Yeah, I think so. It was fun. And and if all goes well, Riverside will provide me with three different files now that I can easily turn into an episode. So if you're listening to this, it means it worked. <laughs> and and we will contact Riverside and ask them to sponsor us. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Thanks, you guys. You get some sleep. You get some sleep. You get some sleep. <laughs> the system is going down low.